welcome to the Happening Pod. Uh, July and <laughs> uh, almost <laughs> August, three, literally like thirty hours from August, something like that. We Let's are, see. yeah, yeah, around 30, 30, 29 and a half hours from August. All right, so this is real talk. You're, we're gonna talk about gambling later. If you had to put it a uh, a monetary bet on there. Do you think I'll get this podcast out before August gets here? <laughs> I think we get a better chance of getting a vaccine. Okay, cool. Before <laughs> August. <laughs> What's up, buddy? It's good, man. It's good. Man, you look good. Thank you. The house looks great. Um yeah. I pull up here and it's 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 a, a nice sunny day, but there's some clouds. And when I peek out your back door there, if I don't know the bank thermometer said ninety three degrees, it almost looks like fall Mac. Uh, well, you know, I, I haven't lived in this house long enough to know, but it's like starting to turn into Wrigley. Like if you look at like my fence area and like the the exterior part of the house, there's this really cool vine going, and like the part of me wants to be like, yeah, I need, I really need to zap this and round up it and weed it and all that, and I could, but I don't know. I just, I, I kind of like the overhang. It just adds like a little. It gives you a, a little, little funk. It to gives it. you a little character here. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It does look cool. Well, how are but you? You're kind of cool. <laughs> you know, we, we 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 took a little bit of a month off from the podcast. Yeah. McKinley uh, was really busy with finishing up the baseball because you had to yes. you had to get it all in in a short amount of time. Yep. And uh, and I was busy with work and a lot of other things going on and just life circle of life. Who would have thought like we would be like not able to do that many podcasts in summertime? Yeah, but like, I, I, well, and a part of it I think is like now that my new job that I'm actually leaving to, as of today right. is over like it it makes a lot of sense because going back and forth to Oxford twice a day and then sometimes getting home at like seven o'clock like and then soccer practice well, on since, top of that since that job the new job is over is there a new new job what do There's you have a new new job new new job tell me about this I am going back to teach at Tupelo High School like Rodney Dangerfield back to school back to school that's correct uh self-contained special ed nice um I think I've got nine or ten students. Uh, I'll have them all day. Well, you know, the first three blocks before I go to soccer. Uh, we'll do life skills. Uh, we get to do a really fun class that I got to do the last time I was at Tupelo, uh, adapted PE. Uh, and what re- it really come? it's it's great just to have them in PE, you know, to begin with. But the, a lot of it you mesh with the current PE classes, and mm-hmm. there's kids that like to work with them on certain stuff. And then the ones that uh, wind up being a little advanced, they do – and Tupelo High and Pontotoc and I, all the surrounding schools do a great job of this. It's now hosted at Tupelo's Special Olympics. They moved it to Tupelo. And every now and then you get a, uh, every now and then you get a, a a kid that can place and and I mean you're not like competing for it. You just want them to have a good time and have fun and you know promote the Special Olympics. But uh, I've actually had several in my class that have gone to the state Special Olympics in Biloxi and like there's a kid uh, and I never taught him but Taylor Rose, Rosenthal, was, yeah, Coach Bill Rosenthal's Rosenthal. son. Yeah. Uh, he has placed in the National Special Olympics, so cool cool deal. I'm, cool. I'm really excited about the well, job. When so. I was in high school, uh, I actually have some Special Olympics stories. When I was in high school, it was at Pontotoc. Yeah. And uh, at South Pontotoc, we actually had one of the more advanced video editing uh, technology classes. Yeah. So Hal Teasler and I and Josh West, CEO of and founder of Blue Delta, and Jeremy Johnson would go over there and we would split up into two camera crews. 
and we would film the day. Yeah. We would interview all the athletes and the teachers and the sponsors, and then we would put a good highlight video of them like pr- awesome. competing. And I remember we they showed it for the county, like b- both schools in the county, north and south, watched it. And back then, it was kind of the prominent song of the time was he, "We Could Be Heroes" by the Wallflowers. Oh, wow, it's a, what's a, what a song! I know. And Hal put this amazing, amazing highlight reel video that went with our interviews and stuff. And it was way ahead of its time. Oh, I, yeah. I used to love it because I mean, you know, back then I was a kid and I was like, "Well, we get to get out of school and go eat lunch." Sure. But my junior and senior year, like, I got over there and I remembered how much fun I had the year before, so I was excited to oh, go. Oh yeah. And you don't. <clears throat> We as as uh, as normal uh, everyday not special needs folks, um, we take for granted the joy that comes with living every day. Absolutely, we get excited like that, like they do uh, every day, just for Christmas, maybe sure. our birthday, yeah, maybe the Super Bowl, or you know when your Absolutely. team plays a big game. But th- those folks, they live that they live that life every day. They're excited to be there. They're happy. They're joyous. That's the best part of teaching self-contained special ed is they don't have bad days. Now yeah. there may be circumstances where they're having a bad moment. Yeah, but every day they come to school and it's the most exciting day of the world and, for them. And you know, and I, I, I cannot remember the exact mantra or the credo of the Special Olympics, but I do remember we were we were interviewing a, an athlete, and he was giving us a funny interview. I yeah, mean, you know, I mean, sure. intentionally he was being funny. He was a character. He was yeah. a Zapontak, you know, and and uh, he was he was telling us jokes, and we used to we used to always pick at each other at a at break. You know what I mean? Because we oh, always yeah. hung out, and, and uh, he he was calling us by our nicknames and stuff, and he finished kind of jabbing at us a little bit, and he said, uh, "Can I say something?" We're like, sure, man, say anything you want. You know, we could edit this. You know what sure. I mean? And he, like, looked dead in the camera, and he said, I'm thankful to be here. And he said the Special the special Olympics, like, creed, the motto. And, like, he got through saying it, and he looked at us, and he goes, thank y'all. And it was just like, my, 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 I was. My, was it the it was, only it was, disability it was, in the world is a bad attitude? It, 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 was, it was something like that. That's, it, that's it, the, that, that was, the that was one of them. And then the, other, then the other one he said was something like, uh, uh, like Lord, let me win. But if I can't win, let me be something. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was it was something like that. And I was just like, he said it, and you got dusty out there. You know what I mean? You know, I, mean? I was yeah. just like, man, this is this this is this is legit, a a great thing. And I there love. are so many true, genuine, heartfelt moments that are absolutely unintentional. They're in, intentional on their part, but you know how people that don't have disabilities, right? They purposefully try to look at times like they're being genuine and sincere. Everything you get from special education students is sincere. Yeah. Every single thing that comes out of their mouth. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that. Um, I've, I've recently, thanks to you, become good friends with Kevin. Oh, yeah. But thanks to you in the podcast, I mean, Kevin and I, we, we text. He's a good dude, He's man. come by Blue Delta and got some jeans. You yeah. did, too. And yeah. there, by the way, I want to tell you, I did some things behind the scenes for you. Did you? I have acquired maroon thread. Oh, you did not. I did. I got you. I got you. Yes. I got you. I'm going to hook you up. Uh, but, you know, and Kevin, you know, we hang out with Spencer and stuff, and there is not a time that I go see Kevin and Spencer that I don't get a hug oh, and, yeah. and that that laugh and you know and you I met Toby and, yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the He's whole, whole family. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I went over there last time and uh, and Kevin had me some pickled quail eggs. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was good. Uh, but you know, and but my point is like you know, Spencer is a prime example. Um, they have bad days. You know, what I mean, like, you know, sure. Kevin and I've talked about that. But but when you see people like Spencer, oh, yeah. you just know there's a, an absolute. Overwhelming amount of love. That's that's, oh, that's it, what I'm trying to get. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and it actually is overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like it it's, is. It's one of those things that it can you can get caught up in it. You, you really, really can. can. Um, you can. Well, anyway, congratulations Thank on the you. new gig. Thank uh, you, man. You know, uh, I've got the same thing. <laughs> I've been doing the same thing. Which you do great at. Yeah. Well, thanks. We uh, I was glad y'all came by the other day. I was glad I got to put the tape measure on you and get you some new pants. Um, we've been doing some stuff. We've been making gowns now, of course. We've been making masks. 
blue jeans, and um, now we're we're looking into making reusable gowns, uh, which is a little bit more in intensive. That. So it's it's more of a vinyl, possibly like material. You know what I mean? Uh, washable. That's got armbands that are like old nineteen eighties pitcher jackets. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the jackets pitchers would wear that had that, yeah, that stretchy yeah, tight yeah. around. So, yeah, it's kind of like keeps out everything. It's like a beekeeper suit on okay. steroids. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to figure out the logistics of that, you know. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a good time to be at Blue Delta um, just because we're, we're still doing good stuff. And uh, everybody's still working for us. You know, everybody's sure. still getting that paycheck. And they're showing up and nobody's getting sick. That's, we, we, we've that's been, we, We've been on top of it, man. I check temperatures every day at 530. 12-hour shift, but I'll say this, man. It's a grind right now. It yeah. is because uh, it's the summer, and right now I would like to be not there from 5.30 to 6 yeah. every day, you know, and uh, I'd like to be able to have a little bit more daylight, sure. you know, because, man, you know, my worry is that this is going to go on until we get the vaccine, but we're going to get the vaccine. It's going to be dark at 4.30, you know what I mean? And then I'm working 6 to 4, and I've missed this all, I missed out on my summer. But yeah. if we're all healthy and we get it all figured out, I'm okay with it. Well, I'll say this as far as the – I'm actually the complete polar opposite as far as the weather's concerned around. I'm ready for some dark afternoons because I have spent so many days all day out in the heat. Well, I was wanting to ask baseball you. Baseball. How, how did it go this summer? Like, tell me, tell, give me, give me your your retrospective. I'll, I'm gonna give you like yeah. I'm gonna try to give you the 60 second yeah overview. Well, and I, and I want it from I want it from Coach Holland of the baseball team, and then I want you to tell me the grand scheme of what happened. Okay. Uh, from from the coaching perspective, uh, I thought we left a couple out there. I did. We lost a lot of close games. Uh, ironically, and I never thought this would happen, I think we played the toughest schedule we've played, gosh, in a handful of years anyway. Uh, I mean, there's several teams that we play always that are really, really good. But this year, it seemed like every single weekend, there's, there's it, it just a nightmare waiting on us. Um, you know, I told you we, we made the Louisiana trip, uh, played the last three defending state champs from Louisiana. Uh, we went to Troy and played a team that had nothing – that consisted of nothing but 19- to 21-year-olds. Uh, Grown Some men. of which are Division One baseball players. Currently? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the guy that started against us on Sunday of the Troy tournament was a redshirt freshman at Auburn, I think. And the guy that the same team started against us two days prior was at South Florida. So – uh, you know, but we were competitive, and um, we we never really got blown out. We, now I'll say this: we played a team two weeks ago in the Memphis Woodbat World Series from Two D Sports. Did y'all play at Gagliano? We did play at Gagliano. Oh my goodness! Just the legendary Gagliano Field. Uh, but it was a great show. In force, we made the championship game out of twenty four teams. Wow, you know? that's awesome! And there's some good studs. There's some players up there. Oh, were there ever? <laughs> We uh we had a couple of wins. We probably sh we stole one from the Memphis Tigers. No, let, let I played one. for the Memphis Tigers one summer. We uh we let one get away from us from the Memphis Tigers. They uh beat us two to one on the first day. They're still green and white. Still green, always. Okay. Gold trim on the litter. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, but we beat them in the semifinals, nine to three. Great game. Uh, beat a good uh Nashville or what do you Knights baseball Nashville based team. It was their B team. Beat them nine to three in the quarterfinals. Beat the Memphis Tigers nine to three in the semifinals, and then we played the Knights eighteen, oh. and it was probably the best summer baseball team I've ever seen. We lost fourteen to three, and it really wasn't anything our guys did wrong. They just they were absolutely incredible. They had three Tennessee signees, a Vandy signee, 
a Mets draft pick. Uh, they had two or three other lower-level D1 guys who people don't realize this. Those lower-level D1 guys are really, really freaking yeah, good. They get drafted. There's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They're, like those, like there's teams in the lower-level tiers of D1 who like play deep into super regional. Like, like, but this this team could do no wrong. I mean, they were absolutely incredible. But uh, you know, overall, we were a young team. We got better, and we will be better next year because of it. Return a lot of those guys. And then the grand scheme of things, man, we got to play baseball. You know, and at the end of the day, uh, we played 32 games in a year that I didn't know that we'd get to play any and maybe at most like 20 in all local. And we branched out and played some teams we'd never played before, man, and it was it was a good experience, man. The kids enjoyed it, I think. And I've pitched them on the idea of, look, guys, Let's let's get better. Let's come back next year and let's go try to win a national title. Yeah, you know. So, you got some good young players. We do. You do. We do. We've got. Uh, I think we have twelve coming back, and of those twelve, eight are already college players or commitments, mm-hmm. and then the other three, the younger, the ones that are not, are Jackson Cheek, who's playing in the PBR national event this weekend, Stone Collier, who's Rick Collier's son, and J. W. Armistead, who's the younger brother of Will Armistead. They're all three going to be college baseball players. So, right now, we have for surefire roughly ten out of our twelve coming back are college baseball players. Dude, so that's awesome, exciting. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to burn the phone lines up to try to get six more to. And you know, if you come can, join us, if it gets back to normal and you get to play like an actual Mississippi yeah. schedule, yeah, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I think with the talent you have. And I don't know what's been going on in Jackson or the coast or whatever like that, but I feel like you'd have one of the premier teams in the state. You I know hope what I mean? So. I mean, you know, you know, maybe outside of that big Jackson oh, yeah. scout team that goes to oh, Oklahoma yeah. and stuff, but you, you'd have a loaded lineup in yeah, any, we, in any you know, level. And this summer specifically, man, we played those teams. You know, we played an easy baseball team who we directly compete with for players. Yeah, they, do, they do it a pretty good way, by the way. They do. They, I, I, like, does the, a good I job. like the way they handle their they business. Do. They do. Uh, but, you know – We've kind of got that old Southern Miss in the late 90s mantra, you know, anytime, anywhere, any place. Mm-hmm. That's kind of us. You know, we'll play anybody. You remind me of Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron the other day, they asked him <laughs> about playing. He said, <laughs> you call us at midnight, we'll play in a footy, we'll play in a pasture. I love it. And he would. <laughs> he would. He, I mean, le- legitimately a pasture, no TV. And he would actually play if he had to. Uh, oh, yeah, he would yeah, play. We, we only got 10. <laughs> he would figure well, it out. I'll go play Mudder Lombard over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, man. But, no, fun season, man. Glad it happened. Uh Looking forward to the next go-round. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, you know, I guess since I've seen you, I've, I've gotten into some things. July 2020 was, without a doubt, the it ain't even over. <laughs> exactly. Man, son of a <laughs> – It has dragged and – like, just going from, like, weekend to weekend yeah. in summer baseball, like, usually those weeks fly by. Like, you know, it's it's like work, 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 work. Oh, my God, i got to look up and we got to get in a car and go to wherever. This year, it seemed like Monday to Thursday lasted like three weeks. Was like four days was three weeks. Literally forever. I mean, it, it, the, the, they, every day, it was like Amish time. Every yeah. day was a day and a half. Weeks, weeks lasted yes. 11 days. You know That's what I mean? That's right. Um, You're exactly right. Man, it was a long month. It really was. And uh, it, uh, I did some stuff. I went to, went to Pickwick for the fourth. Nice. That was fun. I stayed up there. Uh, Nick Weaver and his family uh, took me up there. And, uh, did you get on water? I got on the water. Yeah, we had a boat. It was fun. Uh, jumped in the water a little bit, you know, did some things. Uh, drank a few beers. I, I had, yeah. hadn't had beers in a while, and I drank yeah. some cold beers. That felt good to drink beers in the sun and get sunburned. And I went back up to East Tennessee. I uh, saw saw some folks, friends of mine up there, and did some things. And then uh, had to, you know, had to go up, uh, had to go up to Southern Illinois last weekend for like a logistical supply chain run kind of thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, you know, 
it was a hard month and it's funny because you and I we always we always talk about sports and everything, but we always kind of talk about mental health and what's going sure. on with us. But you know, I, what I realized is uh, I was able to immerse in a, in a really weird and tough month. I was able to immerse myself in my friends. That's awesome. You know, what I mean, I, t- I talked to you and I hung out with Kevin that day, and then you know, I got guys like Jarrett Vandy Griff and Nick Weaver and Kyle Matkins who ended up riding with me to, to Illinois the other day, and. Um, <clears throat> You know, Nick's wife, Augusta, and Hal and Kate Teasler, you know, and Derek Vandegrift. Like, all these people were just kind of there for me in a really weird month. That You know, that the whole – I was pretty upbeat and everything was fine. But, like, I guess the whole pandemic got to me. Yeah. You know I mean, just like, you know, whereas I was fighting it off, it just kind of got really rough. Well, I think – But I beat it. Yeah. I did. I, no. feel, I feel great. I did. Well, you know, I am so – over the pandemic is the wrong term. Right. Because nobody's over it. It's no, still here. It's still here. But I'm I'm over the dialogue, man. It's just too yeah. much seesaw for me, man. And like I, I I'm almost to the point now to where I want leadership to all lock themselves in a room for an hour and say, This is what we're gonna do. I know that fifty percent of the people are not gonna like this. We're gonna see what happens. We'll take the flack if it goes wrong. Yeah. And I think if you choose and I don't know what that looks like, but you know, I, you, know you gotta choose the smart fifty percent. I'm not talking about the smart people i'm talking about the smart choice like okay which one of these is going to make people mad either one all right now which one is going to save the most lives let's do that one right you know what i mean i I think that's logical if we're if we're in a mask for the next 30 days stops it well and see we're still on board with the there's so much how do you say this there's so much like incomplete information yeah. Like, you know, there's there's people that get out and say, you know, the masks are not doing anything. You know, we should go back to lockdown or the lockdown didn't do anything. Well, you know, the lockdown made it worse or, you know, the the 20 person ordinance is not working or it is working. It's like. If we don't know what is and what's working, why are we talking about it? Yeah. You know, and that's like uh, that. That's always <clears throat> somebody tweeted something out the other day. and I don't remember who it was and I don't really care who it was because it's great advice. Now, if there's never been a time more so than right now, if you get asked something or a topic gets brought up that you're unsure about, it's perfectly okay to say, man, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, it's almost like everything's so driven to, well, this is actually, you know, no, you don't know. I don't know. Scientists don't know. Government doesn't know. And if they do, they're lying. Or somebody's lying. I wish they would actually just tell me only what they do know. Just tell us what we know. Yeah, don't give me any opinions. Just tell me exactly what you know. Right. Will wearing this mask, if everybody wears it, will it slow down the transmission of the disease? Will it make it smaller? Yes. Okay, cool. And see, that fights the 50% of the folks out there that think, Man, we all just need to get it and get hurt. You know, like, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, There's yeah, not okay. enough science out there to figure this thing you, out. And, you yet. know, and here and here's the thing. I agree with that, too. You know what I mean? And, I, and I, I agree, I agree, I agree, with, I agree with both sides. But here's my thing. <clears throat> Mac, is it worth us all getting it and your grandmother dying? I'm not just saying. No. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's, it's absolutely it's, not. It's not, worth, it's not worth us all just getting it just to get it. Right. And... And Gloria or uh, my sister Madison, who are two pretty healthy people, had me put on a ventilator and fight for their life and eventually and survive. But why? Why? Why do they have yeah. to struggle? You know what I mean. So that's my thing. Like, you know, I I agree with we should all get it. But, but here's the thing: like, we all got chicken pox, and everybody uses that example. We yeah. all got chicken pox. But here's the thing: 
we got chicken pox when we were five years old right. and our immune systems were thriving. Yes. We didn't get it as older Let me people, say this, you know? Gloria will listen to this. You'll get a kick out of this. Uh, almost died from chicken pox. That can't, can't, can't unkill. No, which is so ex- such an exception to yeah. the rule. But, but still, I got that, that's, an ex- that's a prime it. example. Ex- exactly. It's a prime exactly. example. Gloria, a healthy yes. lady, almost got killed by chicken pox when, yeah. whenever she got I mean, I'm just saying, like, it can, yeah. it can do crazy stuff. And that's just my thing, you know. I know. Yes, I agree. We should we should we should work on herd immunity and stuff, but they also don't know enough about it to say that herd immunity is a lasting it's, thing. Exactly. It might just be a temporary so, thing. So like so that's, there's that's people the thing. that are getting so you're you're a rarity and I think I'm a rarity too in the fact that it's okay for me to think that some of what they're saying is okay, but some of what this group over here is saying is okay too. Mm-hmm. You and I are in the middle. Where where I am a fence riding. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you could nail my drawers to the fence, that's where I. I don't be. really choose a side. I don't need to. I, I don't. I, that's th- there's nothing more w- worse in this I, world than polarization. I go with both sides. I agree with both sides. So, I do too. You know, I mean that you we're on the same page. And so, so it it makes people like you and I, when and, and you don't see this much anymore because people are there's so much cowardice. Mm-hmm. People want to get big and tough on their phone and people want to get big and tough on Facebook and you know when when like minds are together it's easy to say oh yeah they're you know this side's just peddling all this Mm -hmm. crap and you know but what happens when you know there's confrontation that's when real like ridiculous argument comes into play yep you're right And you have to sit here and watch it you're like y'all two are slinging mud on each other and you're both dumb. Hey, you over here you're going to vote for Trump and you over here you're going to vote for Biden and neither one of you are going to convince the other to vote for the other person. So why are you talking so to just each other? shut up. Like my, I had exactly. to tell my brother, I was like, dude, get off Facebook. Yeah. Stop. Absolutely. Nothing you say is going to, well, I want to make them feel dumb. Why do you want to do that? These are your aunts and uncles right. and your cousins. Like, don't make anybody feel dumb. What, right. if, they, what if they make you, they, you know what? You're making them look dumb, and I'm going to have to beat this up, but it's making you look like an asshole. That's right. What's, what's worse? That's exactly right. What's worse, you know? But, you know, uh, I think, like, much like everything else, if we just get the vaccine... Yep. Now, people don't have to take it, but I do think if we have a vaccine, it ends this. Because then you got the option. Then you can say, mm-hmm. all right, I can live freely. Go and back if and I get it, mm-hmm. you can inject me. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Or, or I'm going to get injected before I get it. And, yeah. you know, if, if the government wants to put a chip in me when they give me this vaccine like everybody's joking about and track what I'm doing, you me tell you something? That's okay because I ain't doing nothing over the next 50 years. You're going to see a lot of mileage going down 45 to Blue Delta. <laughs> why is this young man? And up why, to East Tennessee. Why, why is this guy at Highway 41 eating all this fish? <laughs> we need to look into this. This is serious. He is on Highway 41 and Highway 15 all the time stopping at these fried food joints and gas stations. <laughs> but, you know, but like I said, you know, and it's like just like, just like that in my life, like my, you know, this past Monday, uh, everything changed for me. Everything that sucked became better. I don't That's know. Awesome. It was just like, uh, yeah, you know, just one thing happened, and it and it completely one eighty. So it was. It's good. Like life, good, life's man. back on the good path. You know. And uh, well, I wanted to. There's something that I need to mention, and 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 I want it to gain a little bit of attraction, not attraction, just traction. Yeah. Period. Without the at. Uh, so I came across a tweet, and you, I'm sure you've seen this. I guess it was about two or three weeks ago. And you're talking about how you know things turn to 180, and you know you and I have talked a good bit about staying positive and yeah. true to yourself. And I am a by nature just like everybody else, and that I'm selfish for the most part. I'm going to look out for me first. And I've been watching the Orchard live stream every Sunday, and it's not that the exact message <clears throat> is 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 saying what I'm about to tell you, but it's just what it was compelled for me to do. Well, I came across this tweet, and being a baseball person, I was like, man, that's this is 
pretty, you know, big to me. But there was a man by the name of Ken Booth. He's yeah. an umpire, a Little League umpire in Minnesota, Mankato, Minnesota. And he was umpiring a Little League game that was supposed to only last six innings. The teams were tied. Well, at the end of time limit, he can stop everything and say, let's go. But it, the, the Dr. Jeff Rottle-Hoover, great man, he's assistant superintendent of the school district in Minnesota, he took a picture of him and said and wanted to recognize him on Twitter for saying this man took the time out of his day and said, you know what, let him play. And he let him play another three innings without extra pay, probably against violation of rules or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he broke a rule somewhere. Uh, but it was ultimately the right thing to do. And – Dr. Ferrado Hoover, you know, goes and shakes his hands after, takes, takes his picture and just tells him, wants to let him know how much he appreciated it and that the kids appreciated it. I took it upon myself to say we've got to – I, I want to do something financially good for this guy because I know that Little League umpires don't make a lot of money. Right. They're not, they're not in it for the long haul. They're in it for extra supportive income. So I called Dr. Ferrado Hoover, and we tried to get in the process of creating an account to people to donate money to this man uh, just to say thank you. Yeah. And it's open to anybody. Uh, well, we weren't able to do it. So what I'm doing is taking donations directly to my Venmo. I've already had three today. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to screenshot, you know, who sent me what. I'm going to send $40 myself because I don't know what you get paid for a Little League baseball game, but I imagine it's 20 bucks a game. I think it's about 20 25 uh, Something like that. T-ball's and, and I even put in my, in my tweet, you know, I'm going to pay this man two extra games worth for doing this. Right. Uh, well, I, we've are, we're already up to 160 bucks. Wow. So it's going to end next Friday at 5 o'clock. I'm going to take donations till then. Once that happens, I'm going to I'm going to withdraw the money from Venmo into my savings, go withdraw it, write a check, send it to Dr. Rattlehaver, and he's going to get it to Mr. Booth. So Dude. if you want to do something good for somebody who else did something good uh, without the opportunity for them to pay you back, this is a kind gesture, uh, My, you can DM me on Twitter. And and please or reach out to me. Most most people that are listening to this know how to get in touch with me one way or the other. Yeah, tell, to get t- tell them your Twitter ad handle. My Twitter handle is at McKinley Holland, all one word. And uh, my Venmo is at Derek D E R R I C K dash Holland. So okay. if you send it, I'll know what it's for. Put a little note in there and just say Mr. Booth, umpire, something, and I'll know. And that way we can get that to him next Friday. Man, so. that's awesome. That's a noble gesture by you. Well, I, 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 I saw the tweet. I'm, rena- I'm, I'm, I'm remaining anonymous. This guy has no idea who I am. Yeah. I don't want him to. Yeah, uh, I just people want, should know who he is. I want Doctor Rottlehover to be able to walk up to him and say, "Man, here's a check. I know you weren't expecting this, but this is from a lot of kind people in, all over the South and in all over Mississippi." The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doctor Rottlehover on the uh, is a great man. Small world. He was a big Twins fan. No, he watched Brian Dozier play, so we had a great conversation. That's so. cool. Small, small world, man. But well, great dude. That's awesome. Well, you know, you you brought up something there that I was actually going to segue into, and we're we're good at that. And that's why I brought it up when I did, because I knew you were going to segue. Yeah. I knew segue you, King you, over here. You're the segue in a SOB I know, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Baseball is back. It's back, baby. It's back. It's weird. It's bad weird. <laughs> it's so it's weird. So weird. <laughs> Man, ain't nothing worse than my fantasy team. But nobody cares about that. Waited all year long to get my butt kicked. Right? I know, right? But anyway, tell me what your thoughts about baseball and, and, and the, the scheduling and just, man. Tell me what you think, and then I'll give you my thoughts. Well, on I think it. the first first thing is, is kudos for jumping face first in this thing, being the first major, you know, sports organization to jump face first into this thing. Say, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it this way. Yada yada yada. Uh, I'm still not sure if the Blue Jays have played a game yet. 
They have. They Vlad, played a road. They played road. Vlad Junior hit a bomb. That's right. That's right. I did see that. And man, he hit a bomb. Uh, yeah, oh, and yeah, <laughs> he hits BP bombs in in real life, real games. But um, no, man. I mean, it's. I think from a viewership standpoint, it's good because people that get drowned out and and just tired of the 162 game season, myself included, as a Braves fan, it's easier for me to keep up with 60 games. You know, I can say. All right, now at, at the thirty game mark, I know what needs to be done. Uh, yeah. I will say that get rid of Fulty. Yeah, well, that happened. They I mean, did. I know. He's, yeah, he's, he's been sent. He's on ta- taxi squad. <laughs> we're, now. we're working on we're working on other options there. But uh, Mike Soroka has been fantastic. He's always uh, you good. know he, he he got tough luck loser in the first one, lost one out of the Mets and Degrom. Who doesn't? I mean, you know what? Hold on, that's a good name for a country song. What tough luck loser? I'd be willing to bet somebody has written that. Well, some not the one we're going to write anyway. Like a John Party. Track. I was thinking John. I was, look, I was thinking John Anderson. <laughs> that would be even. I would take that track today, right now. I would pay for that track. Steel, steel guitar. Yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, <laughs> you ain't got me on a John Anderson fox. Oh, slowly raises my hand. <laughs> um, no, man. I, I mean, the only thing that I, I guess I can find is a negative. One. Uh, you know, you had to know that the coronavirus stuff was going to be a thing. I'm really happy at the MLB's response that they just kept on. They said, look, this is not an MLB thing. This is a Marlins thing. And here's what I think happened. It will never be said probably. But I think the Marlins, being a Miami team, were not doing what they were supposed to be doing and probably all went out to a club they're, after getting beat. They're doing really Miami things. They're, they're doing Miami going to Miami. Yeah, Miami Vice is real. <laughs> and I think they went out and a bunch of them got it. Because I mean, all the other oh, tests we're about the across the league were zero. Well, amongst other, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it, I think that was an outlier, uh, and I'm glad that it's still going on. Uh, I am really bitter about the Joe Kelly situation. I thought that was poorly handled. I think you, you know, if anything, find him. Don't take away games from him. Because you didn't take away games from the people that he threw at. Right. And you can call it what you want it want to, but this won't be the last time this year somebody throws at the Astros. Maybe not this week. It, literally. I mean, they're playing tonight. I mean, if we cut the TV on and cut the Astros game on, somebody's going to get thrown at. Don't hit Altuve. I mean, I get it. He deserves it. But I need him to get some bats in the next six games. <laughs> the games you're throwing out there. <laughs> Before Sunday. <laughs> Please. Uh, but, no, man, I, I think that they scapegoated Joe Kelly to, to warn everybody else, don't throw at these guys. Because it's it you know we're gonna punish you if you throw it but you know it, it's somebody sent it out and just you know per game basis if it was a regular schedule he would have gotten suspended twenty two games out of one hundred sixty two game seasons for throwing and not hitting somebody whereas the people he were throwing at broke the ultimate rule in baseball don't cheat and they did and they got zero games yeah don't electronically cheat yeah it's okay to still it's you know what I mean it's okay. you know if the, if the coach isn't clever enough to give a good indicator and mix them up and he gets picked off I mean you know he can they get picked him, up I've had to tell my guys this summer like they get mad and like he's like yeah I'm thinking about hitting that guy I'm like why we're up four I'm like, he's stealing signs at second put better signs down yeah you know throw a pitchy can like hit. like could put a hard tag on him at second you know don't you don't get mad because he's playing the game. Yeah, but part electronically cheating completely different yeah. story. So, but uh, other than that, uh, it's I'm kind of on a scale of one to ten. I'm about a six and a half. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it's back. I'm really excited about it. When I, and one thing that's cool about the baseball season is teams are doing unconventional things now. You know, in the past few years, the, open, right. the opener followed by 
a long middle reliever or yeah. the starter was kind of a big thing. Now they're doing all kind of crazy oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's – I mean, the DH is both leagues. You know, a yep. t- tenth inning, a runner goes on second Which to start I the inning. I think that needs to stay. I like the that. DH in both leagues. I, yeah, I like the DH in both leagues. The runner on the runner on second is exciting. Yeah. But I think I only think it's really exciting because I'm not taking this year as like a true year. Right, right. No, I agree. It's kind of like we're playing the preseason NIT, and they like move the three point line up, and they get yeah. the trapezoid international lane, Absolutely. and they got a twenty four second shot clock. You know what I mean? It's just. Different. No, like you're it, right. It's going to be a you're true champion. Absolutely right. And it's always going to go down in the annals of history as a, as a, as a, as a World Series champ, just like the basketball one. Whoever wins the, the championship this year, they're going to say, well, this, this team won the 2020 NBA championship. Yeah. Now, it was in a really weird thing, but weird times call for different things. You know well, what I mean? And, you know, everybody's on the same playing field. It's not like yeah. one team has an advantage in the bubble. It's not like one team has an advantage in the MLB. Yeah. I mean, I would say maybe the Blue Jays, but there's no fans anyway. Well, so there's, there's no home field advantage. Yeah. And I was really hoping. They were going to play in Charlotte because Charlotte plays like MSMS's baseball field. Oh, yeah. And they were, going to, they were like, you know, a guy that played 30 games at that field and played in a 60-game season, like a Vlad or somebody else, could theoretically have hit 30 bombs. Oh, it could put up some ridiculous yeah, 30 numbers bombs in, short in a season. 60-game season. Absolutely. Yeah, is, it's crazy. And I would have just liked to have seen something you know, like that. i tell you what I do find funny, and you've seen this a couple times. Uh, it happened in the Angels last night. Uh, the outfield, I know, we cue the, you know, cue the Angels in the outfield. But Where's Christopher uh, the the center fielder or the left fielder and the shortstop collided in no man's land in left field, and uh, Mike Trout goes to help up the shortstop, and as he sticks his hand out, the other guy's putting his halfway out, and then they both pull back and they're like, oh wait, can't do that. And when guys hit bombs, they get they're used to going around and dapping up the third base coach, <laughs> and now it's like that awkward, don't know whether to shake or bump, and they don't do anything. I love it. I think it's hilarious, but you know they're trying, they're trying. But baseball is the ultimate game. Where when play is not going on, when you've got hands on other guys, like yeah. when guys have a good at bat, if you watch professional baseball, the whole dugout goes to the steps. They, you know, they give them a bump. You know, they give them, you know, whatever. And and now it's it's so different. They're just all like, "Hey, good job, man." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like they're all mercenaries, players for hire. They don't really know each other. They do so now. Who's that guy? Yeah. Hey, uh, Holland. Nice rip. You know, yeah, and, exactly. and, you know, and before be like, you know, they like, yeah, there's like a, you see a guy leaned up against the, the pole, you know, up there on the dugout. Yes. And you, there's all the time you see a guy come up behind him and like massage him or shake him. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, like, yeah. There's you know, always like, there's, just, yeah. just stuff going on. Butt pat's a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean no seeds. Yeah, yeah, they can't. Yeah, because spitting them's dirty. Yeah. Weird times, but it's okay. It is. I'm, just, I'm glad it it's is. back. And, you know, and I Me think too. I think by the time it gets a little bit deeper in it, you know, game 40, 50, I'll kind of get the fever because playoff well, it, baseball. Oh, and that's what I was going to say, man. Baseball. Like, if anything, you save this season because people love playoff baseball, and myself included. Most everybody. You don't have to be a baseball fan to enjoy baseball, playoff baseball. And expanding to expanding to sixteen teams is going to be interesting, man. Yeah. I mean, there's some divisions out there that I mean, you may see the four seed and the three seed get in from the same division because of overall record, which sets up some crazy potential one eight matchups. You know, like. Uh, just let's say the Braves win their division, and then the, you know the Phillies, uh, the Mets, and the Nats are all still in it. I mean, you're looking at potentially, let's say the Braves are the number one seed in the East. I'm being hypothetical here. Right. See, right now they're striking out the a Dodgers. lot. Way too much. But uh, that all said, like I mean, you could see a one-eight matchup of teams that have played each other 15 times. Right. It could be like everything's a three-game series. I think in the first two rounds, dude. I mean. Three arms is all it takes. That's all it takes. You know, it's a high I mean, school series. You know, you pitch exactly. You pitch right. Hilliard in game one and yeah. Hilliard in game three. <laughs> Soroka get loose, man. <laughs> no, you're right, man, and that's that's what's going to make it so fun. And that also makes the Nats awesome because if they got Scherzer 
Corbin Strasburg. That's you. That's three. That's three aces. You know, insane. Yeah, it's wild. And on fresh rest, they'll be they'll be able to throw every series. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Yep. So uh, we'll just because we we like to make predictions and we, yeah. not to get too in depth. Give me your World Series matchup and winner. Right now. Be like this. I don't want to be like you. I want to be like Mike. <laughs> um, I've g- I can't help but like the Dodgers, man. I want to say the Braves so bad, but like you said, they're striking out way too much, man. And the Dodgers have just got the right mm-hmm. pieces, man. On the other side, I'm kind of torn between Yankees and honestly Astros, man. I know. I, I don't want to. I don't want the Astros to win it. I, but they've got the right stuff, man. They do. Uh, that reminds me of that uh, Ray Charles Pepsi commercial. Was it? You know what was right. <laughs> you know, baby. You hold it. You hear it. Diet Pepsi. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You got the right one, baby. <laughs> Rookie of the year. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it'd be hard for me to say anything other than Dodgers – Versus Yankee slash Astros right now. I mean, just the line the lineups are just so freaking good, man. And like, it's gonna take somebody like the Nats that have got a three headed monster rotation. It's gonna be, and that's another thing. Before we go into your predictions, I've never, and I don't think this is arguable either. I've never seen better stuff from pitchers than you're seeing in professional baseball right now. Yeah, there, you cannot pitch in this league. Unless you just have this insane arsenal of ninety-five plus fastballs, breakaway off-speed pitches, and then now guys are throwing like I'll just give you this example: guys like Jamie Moyer, Greg Maddox, guys like that. They were so good, and it's because they could throw it in a coffee can, and they would they had four or five pitches in their arsenal they could throw at any time. Like Greg Maddox could throw a an 83-mile-an-hour split finger that looked just like his two-seam or four-seam fastball, but then it fell off the table. Did he throw a circle change? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, the, but these guys, like, Greg Maddox made a killing and was a Cy Young-level pitcher at 88 miles an hour. Now these guys are throwing 95-mile-an-hour cutters and sinkers. Brandon Woodruff I, threw a 98-mile-an-hour sinker yesterday. I saw a 91-mile-an-hour slider the other day, and I was like, how do you get that? You, you don't. And there's there's a guy – like, Strasburg has a 90-mile-an-hour changeup. Like, that is a college SEC Friday night fastball. And he throws it as his changeup. Just just blow, blows me away. But – your prediction, sorry. I, I just, yeah, I no, just I like, thought about dude, that, Dude, I like man. the analysis. That's way more in-depth than I'm going to get. Uh, I like the Dodgers. I like the Astros. Such an easy, chalky play, man. I like, I like the Dodgers and the Astros, and I like the Astros to win it. And I, you know, I tell you why? I think it's like sports karma in reverse. Dude, I, I have thought the it's same thing It's a weird year, so what would be weirder than the Astros winning it a- after exactly. being cheating, you know? Now, I would love nothing more than a couple of upstarts to just get hot. Well, you know, I'm going to give you my dark horse. Let's do it. Rays. Dude, Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. And the way they do the funny things and their Dude. analytics, I just think um, – I'm telling you, this. while this also may be the year that it'd be the weirdest year, so why not the Astros win it? Mm-hmm. It'd also be a weird year to not – you know, to possibly see a Padres Blue Jays well, World Series. And you know, <laughs> you know, and you know like and just something I, insane. And when I speak what I'm about to say out loud, this sounds so logical too. The Cardinals. 
Of course. Just doing cardinal things. Just cardinal Just way, getting man. in the big expanded but, playoff. You know what I mean? Like somehow being the, the eight. I want to I wanna analyze something you said. You made such a good point. Thank you. With it being, <laughs> with it being such a like weird season and like short season, this is just a weird theory. Mm-hmm. The teams that are more youthful, you I could totally see making deep runs in the playoffs. Like I'll give you an example. Like I'll give you the Blue Jays as an example. They've got Boba Shet. Mm-hmm. They've got Vlad Jr. They're just a really Kevin Kev Biggio. Yes, they're they're just a really young roster. They got like a legacy. Well, you know what team. those guys were doing five years ago, playing three game high school yeah. baseball series. It's like, and like it could just see. I could see them being like, "Hey man, like we the, did this five years it's ago." It's like the AAU basketball mentality. You know and, what I mean? And it's gonna and, happen. Yeah. Like yeah, hot hand. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna it's gonna be such so taxing on those older teams, like like guys that are used to, you know, like for instance, like. Scherzer, you know, or, or Strasburg, or those guys, or Kershaw, those guys that have been in the league for like 15 years, Verlander, they're not used to throwing game one and then having to turn around in five days and throw game one again. You know, it's usually, you know, all right, man, you got 10 days before you pitch. Well, and, and they Plenty have, of rest. And they also now have 15 years of a routine. They got to camp in, oh, Mal- yeah. in March, late February for pitchers, catchers. They, they got ready by the time they're, you know, April got here. They were doing this. Yeah. And by the time you know May came here, they're supposed to be here. And by the oh, time yeah. by the time they get to the July Fourth, they've had to break, completely change their their momentum. They, they everything to, they have to be ready to go game one. It's like for instance, like the old coaching adage. You know, like you got a lot of teams. Like say Coach Norwood over at Tupelo early in the year, he just lets these guys play. That's right. Later in the year, they're a little bit more finely tuned. They oh got, yeah. They got some sets. They got their changing right. defenses because he's got them all playing. Baseball's a lot like that. You can take that sure. first forty to figure it out. Not now. It's what I do every summer. You, you, yep, yep. It takes now, us twenty games to figure it out, and then we start to figure it out and know who's going to You got to be ready to go day one now because every game counts for two point seven. I kind of love that, man. I like it. it I it's mean, different that, we, teams that I've coached have had success like that. You just get hot. Last summer, we had no business being in the finals of that regional, but we got hot. Our kids started believing. I totally think that's something that could happen in MLB this year in the postseason. And I think it would be. It's that's it, of the postseasons that will happen this year. If they all happen, I think the MLB's got a chance to be the most electric. I right. really do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, just because it's always uh, it's always fun. But here's one thing that bothers me. Let me ask you your thoughts here. There is nothing harder, I think, in professional sports than to be on that rubber. Was it sixty feet six inches? How far are you away? Yes. Sixty feet six inches away. With a runner on second. And two outs, and you're two and zero to the guy at the plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that crowd is just in that home. The, the, you're the visiting team, and that home crowd in the bottom of that ninth inning is just letting you have it at Yankee Stadium. And pitchers serve that one up. But now in an empty stadium where there's not that, like I'm say shooting free throws end of a basketball game. And it's I really easy that, when the gym's silent. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's so easy. I know. But. That, that's why I'm worried. I'm worried that the drama and the ambiance of the playoffs might lack because of the lack of the fans. I think the regular season is fine, but I, here's what I think is going to happen in that event. I'm scared of that. We're going to get an up close and personal look at raw emotion from a baseball yeah. team because when a guy hits a bomb in the playoffs, now you're not going to hear forty thousand people yelling. You're going to hear twenty five, and, we'll see and they're going to go nuts. Bat flip, and, and that's going to be yeah, like that. Walk. That is going to be like watching backyard. Legion baseball, like like in a state tournament, like it's gonna like, I don't know, man. I just I, I just I've got this weird feeling about like teams like the Blue Jays, like they're just gonna want it more than teams that like. And this that's another good point. Like you were talking about, like lacking that drama and stuff. Those guys that are built for that, the Verlanders and Kershaws and 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 Brett Gardners and the guys that have been there, 
they're not going to have it this year. And, you know, they're not going to be able to turn around and look at the crowd at Fenway and, you know, hey, you know, let's go, bottom of the ninth. Now it's, all right, i got to rely on my pitcher. My pitcher's got to get this done. And, and like, I don't – man, it's going to be weird. It is going to be weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> let's get weird let, let, baseball. <laughs> I am here for, for the baseball 2020 playoffs more so than anything. All right, well, well, speaking of weird, speaking of weird, one of our sports is living in a bubble, which sounds weird, right? Yes, bubble boys. The league in the plastic bubble. That is the National Basketball Association, yes. the NBA. Yes. Uh, they're they're doing a pretty good job right now keeping the uh, the positive cases down. Uh, there are a few slip-ups here and there, I'm sure. You had know. zero from this last one. This last one. Early on, they had some issues. Uh, but you got Lou Williams going and getting wings. By the way, Lou. I believe him. I do, too. I can't help but believe him because Johnny Manziel backed it up. Well, that and also, I, I don't I don't think you can strip right now. I'm just being real. Like, you can't – like, was it, was it I'm not over? talking from personal experience, but I we did play at East Mississippi last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Came down 45, minimum of 100 cars at the Pony on oh, Saturday night. On my way really? Back. Yeah. And I don't think they were having a cat. It wasn't trivia night, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I literally was Man. sitting there riding next, the guy with me. I was like, they're joking, right? There's no way. And he was like, no, they're – that thing's alive and well. Like, Man, well, it, it, it might not Ow. be it might not be well for long. But. No. Okay, well, I didn't know if you could do that. But anyway, I really do think he just went and he had a family emergency and went by and got wings. And here's the thing, too, about the wings. Uh, I, 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 look, we're all adults here listening to this podcast. If you're not, you're with your parents, and they're cool with me saying this because they probably know me. Uh, I'm not a big fan of strip clubs. They kind of made me feel dirty and queasy, and even now before the pandemic. Um, so, I'm sorry. No, but for real. <laughs> But even I want to go try some Magic City wings. <laughs> if Lou Williams breaks the NBA protocol and leaves to go get some hot wings from a strip club, these wings are awesome. And I guarantee this, their business is thriving right now because he did that. That's the greatest commercial they've ever There's had. There's no better advertisement than man, firsthand A man risked testimony. millions of dollars, didn't even get a lap dance, and he got wings. I'm just being real. The pony in Memphis is not getting that kind of that clout. Gold I've got Club one of those not. cloud bubbles in my head right now, with a guy holding a white T-shirt over a press that says "Family Emergency, Got to Get the Wings." Print the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> well, I meant it. I meant it. I, if I, next time I'm passing through Atlanta, I'm oh I'm going to holler at some Magic City Wings. I am. I just want to see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> I'll drive two hours. Call it for the, in. Huh? Call it in. I'll do that. Mariff Taco Pole. Take a picture, make sure I didn't go inside. But I'm telling you, it'd be the bomb. But they're living in a bubble. And um the the season starts tonight, which is yes. Thursday, on right ju- now. July thirtieth on right now. Grizzlies tip off tomorrow. Yep. Um this is one of those weird years where the NBA had to kind of shake it up. They could have gone yes. boring and got the top eight and the top eight and just played the playoffs. No, man, I like what they're doing, even if it is a little disadvantageous to my to my Grizz. Um, I don't think the Grizzlies are going to make the playoffs. I don't either. I think if it was a, if the season would have kept going, they would have. But it's let people get healthy. Uh, and playoff basketball is a different entity. Oh, yeah. They're not going to let Jaron Jackson Jr. just dribble up there and shoot uncontested no. threes. They're not going to let Ja fly through the air and do what he does. Um, you can do that in 82 games. And you could have done that during the regular season as the flow of the season happens. Even right. if it, but when it got stopped and they did it this way, it was bad for the Grizzlies. But I think it's good for the game because it makes it exciting. Every well, game, it's kind of put it back under a microscope. It has. You know? and, and it's now that it's sharing airtime. And what I like you know. that it shows, just like baseball, I like that it shows that the people at the top are willing to think outside the box. Agree. 
And here's why the NBA is going to be awesome, because baseball, it's a big old stadium, and you can only shrink the camera so much to show just the pitchers and the batters. And, you know, they zoom in after a pitch and show the pitcher up close so you don't see that there's nobody in the stands. But basketball can be played as a television-friendly sport. Agree. Music, lights. Yes. Like, I mean, think about it. We've watched so many basketball games that weren't NBA games throughout our lives. I mean, I mean, we used oh to watch my the, gosh. and one mixtape tour. I'm talking about like not I even used to like love it. Yeah, I mean those first couple it was, early it was, volumes. It was music and it was you know it was it was it was a lot of pizzazz and stuff and you know um, the tournament that just played the basketball tournament. Yeah, it's made for TV. There's no crowd. The Elam ending, like it's stuff like that. And the way I think basketball guys are better wired to handle the no fans. Yeah. Is because this is all they've ever done. That's right. They've they've played. I mean, they grew up playing they, in the park in the park or, 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 or five AU games in a day. One hundred percent. And and here's another thing too. Like, um, <clears throat> the only time I really think that basketball really affects you is the free throw line late in the game. That's right. You know, with with the crowd. You're right. You know what I mean. And that's just because you get in your own head. That that's self induced. Yeah. You 100%. know. Um. But man, I fully expect best teams to win. A little different from baseball. It is a little different. Baseball's got a little more chance now. Yep, I I think best teams win because it's kind of like there's no the underdog doesn't have that rally, right? Because you know, like you know. Well, and the other thing, you know, we we talked about this, and I'm pretty sure we said this on a couple podcasts ago before we knew what anything was going to happen with basketball is eventually once the season was announced, you know, we're going to come back at the end of July. Eventually, July and August your body's going to ask you what you did in April and May. You know, like the, the guys that continue to do their stuff. Because, you know, we've already seen guys opt out. Yeah. And, you know. Lou, Lou Williams almost opted out he, for some he, Magic City. Accidentally, <laughs> accidentally opted out. Lou uh, Williams no longer no longer in play DNP this year. DNP, wings. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Two for one. Oh, my God. Oh, man, there's just headline guys out there. If you just had the guts, just do it. Oh, just man. please do it. Yeah. But, no, man, I I, I'm, I think we're headed. I mean, not not to fast-forward to a prediction stage, but yeah. I think, you know, kind of like we thought before, I think we're headed to a Clippers-Lakers on that side. Yeah. Bucks versus Sixers slash Celtics on the other side. And, you know, and the, and the Raptors had the second-best record, but I think in this situation. It, I, it, I agree. I, I, you know, they're one of those teams that can win a lot of games over 82 games. Oh, yeah. They to got, put themselves in position to deep, get that good seat. But but their best player is Pascal Siakam. Yes. And I'm not scared of that gentleman. Uh-uh. In that kind of setting. Up and down the floor for 48 minutes, 82 games, I'm cool with him being yeah, really Oh, good. 100%. But and he's earned every bit of it. And it's like the Bucks. I think Giannis is awesome. But is, is Chris Middleton their number two? Yeah. I'm not scared of that. Eric Bledsoe? Yeah. You know, these are just not guys that strike they're fear in you. good NBA players who are really good roles on good – if anything, I think that this the pandemic hurt the Bucks and helped the Lakers and Clippers. Oh yeah, because the Bucks were a team that could have got a one seed and rode some hot momentum and maybe had a you know home court advantage in the finals. But yeah. now, it's it's experience is going to be everything in a proverbial pickup game with nobody there. The Lakers have two of the top six players in the planet. Exactly, and in this kind of situation, yeah, I like that. One thing that scares me, there are certain players that can't get right. And there's nothing that will ever happen. I don't think there will ever be a good star or whose ray of light shine on Deion Waiters. And, you know, like, and, and here's my thinking. Like, 
they got him. And J.R. Smith was questionable enough. But the, least, the Lakers have turned into like the late two thousands Bengals. But at least like Jr. At least Jr. can play. Yeah, that's and, right. And he has some brain farts. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. But I think one big one. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're LeBron James, how do you let this happen? Like not that that happened. You couldn't trouble. But like like hey, Bron, we're about to pick up Jr. Hold on. Time out. Hold on. Yeah. And th- here's the here's the thing. Like Jamal Crawford was available for a long time. Who. It can, seems like Jamal Crawford's always available, and like nobody wants to touch him. It's like you don't want thirty off the bench. He can cool. play. He can really play. Uh, there is probably somebody on a G League team. Oh yeah, that I would have rather had. Lamar over, Peters. Yeah, that I would have rather had over um, Deion Waiters. Oh yeah, Jr. Like, like, I, I take Jr. because he's got experience and in a limited role, and he's not on the floor when it counts. And J- he's a three and D guy. Jr. can be, you know? he can, he can be, he can guard, he can dunk, he can shoot, he can, he's, yeah. he's okay. And he's Bron- they got a a second version of a poor man's Danny Green. And he's also LeBron's boy. He is. Yes. You know, what I mean, that, that, that's that, right. Dion Waiters ain't. He's only Dion Waiters. He's a boy. guy that that Westbrook and Harden couldn't get along with. You know, like I mean, honestly. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But let, let's make some predictions. I I, I will go with mine first because you went with baseball first. Uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago, about, close we, to about a year ago, we were on the podcast, and I said, Lakers going to win it all next year. You did. And I'm going to stand behind that. And I think this is the perfect time for Delroy Lindo. I mean, LeBron James. It's <laughs> 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 just like Delroy Lindo. <laughs> Google it, y'all. Uh, I think it's – he's going to get number four, and that puts him in the discussion because a lot of people have three championships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But not a lot, two and three, but not a lot of people have four. That's Tim, right. Tim Duncan's got four. That's right. Odd uh, years and thousands. Yeah, yeah. I think, 99, <clears throat> 01, 03, 05. I think he is the only one that has like four. Everybody else has five or six because Kobe's yeah. got five. That's Sha- right. Shaq's got four. Yeah. So that, that's what, but, but that's four right. gets you in the conversation. That's I right. Think, I think Larry's got three, maybe. Four, right. Magic one, five, or something like that. I mean, it's like that. three to four to five gets you in the talk. You know, and and the thing is, like LeBron can win this one in a short season, turn around and win the next one. Now he's got five, and that is when the discussion starts. Well, and see, this one next year's is going to be considerably more important. Yes, because this year, anybody that gets in that argument is going to say, "Well, man, that one don't count." Well, yeah, it counts. You know, I mean, it counts because, like I said earlier, the the discussion. I mean, the the playing conditions are the same for everybody, and I think because of that. LeBron is going to take advantage of it. He's going to say, "This is the year where it will it will never be easier than it is right now for me to win this ring." You know what I mean? Like, there's other times when, you know, I, I this is going this is going to draw ire, but I've got to be completely honest here. the the game The game clincher against the Lakers that was Kyrie's fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and it forever and for always will be Kyrie's fourth quarter to me. Because he, I mean, he was incredible. That being said, this year preludes to next year, and I think. And if the Lakers do win it, then it's going to put that much more in the conversation piece for yeah. next year. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't even like that discussion, but it uh, exactly. But it really actually can amp it up. Then right now, it's right. just like ah, the rings. Well, and it's, I mean, really, uh, like you know, like I said earlier, it was never a better time for a pandemic for LeBron to win a fourth ring than this year because, I mean, you know, Last Dance just went off the air and it was the only thing people had to watch for a whole month. It just – the stars align for, for the Lakers this year. No, I agree. And as much as I'm not a – I'm not really a LeBron fan, I respect the game, I will be happy to see AD 
get a ring. I mean, I, I will. I mean, I, I like AD. I, I, I like the way he plays. Yeah. I, I think he's a good dude. You know, so I'm okay with it. And one thing I like is if the Grizzlies aren't going to win it, it's good for the league. Agree. If if the Lakers do. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – it is. And I want, I agree. I, I want what's best for the league. I don't want the Knicks to win one ever. No. <laughs> Sorry, Colt Chapman. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's 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 good for it's it's good for sports overall when powerhouses get to be powerhouses yeah. for even for a little while. Well, we, we you know we, we got one we got this sport baseball is is really kind of yeah it's, it's starting basketball is about to get underway, and we got football that's now in the process yeah. of of getting this stuff underway. And before we, before that yeah and and I, I, zero time spent on this other one. I'm just about to say, kudos to uh, Premier League. Yeah, for getting jumping in it before anybody yeah. did, they're done. Yeah, they are. And now I just soccer. I actually got to watch quite a bit of it. Soccer being weird because you don't use your hands. Think about that. You We've been able to do pretty much everything we wanted to do at practice. Yeah, yeah. outside of goalkeepers and men, Coach Foster have been playing goalkeeper for a month mm. now. So <laughs> the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I really well, they did them. a fantastic job. The the European soccer leagues did a fantastic yeah. job. But anyway, yeah. moving right, on so to football, our football. Yeah, and American football. Um. Yeah, we, and not, not to spend a whole lot of time on it, but it's just I like to talk about you know you know they're getting things underway, and they have some guys opting out. Yeah, you know what I mean. And football, and the reason I think this is a big deal, these guys are actually kind of more susceptible. And what I yeah. mean by that is you have a lot of guys who are overweight, obese, very much so. Um, you have a lot of guys who are African American. Yep, and you know that that's a big deal. Uh, they were talking about that, and. Football, you like actually have to touch people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Quite so, a bit. So with and there's a lot of sweat. It's a hot sport, and there's nothing dirtier than a football compound, the locker oh, room, the, the facility. The, the, yeah, and, and no matter how clean they're going to make it, it's still going to be the dirtiest place around. Oh, exactly. So that is kind of why I'm not with the guys opting out, but it is why I understand why they yeah. opt out. A lot of these guys have young kids. Well, that, as I was going to say, a lot of the guys are, uh-huh. I mean, it's listed out as family concerns. Yeah, yeah. Totally understand. Yeah, I, I, and I, baseball I, did it, too. I, yeah, and I'm okay guys. with that. What I was about to ask you, I want to give my opinion say I'm okay with it. Um, what are your thoughts on it, and how do you think they play a season with only the 53-man roster? Well, isn't that right, 53? Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting conversation bit right there. I don't think you can shame any football player for opting out this year or baseball player for that matter because in the bigs in the bigs so to speak, major league, NFL, professional sports at the highest level, contracts are guaranteed based on play. In other words, these football players, especially ones that signed huge deals, a lot of people don't realize they are not getting paid this year. And so I think it kind of – it speaks volumes to their character, their wherewithal for their families, that they say, you know what, even if it's not a big deal, I don't feel bad about letting my team down. And you've seen nothing but, so far, guys from teams supporting their teammates. That uh, 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 LeRae uh, Duvernay-Tardif, left guard for the, the Chiefs, not only is he opting out – on a the defending Super Bowl champions, he has a doctorate. He's going to help. Like that that like Patrick Mahomes thirty minutes after that came out, tweeted out and said, This is the definition of a great teammate right here. This is why we're all in support of this. And I think it's the right thing, man. I I, th- I mean, do I like it? I mean I mean it doesn't matter if I like it or not. You know, like 
are guys that am I going to miss seeing some guys on the field like uh, uh, Damian Williams starting running back for the Chiefs? He just sat. <clears throat> so I don't look at that as oh man, you know they're not going to be as explosive. Yeah, they are. You got the best league's best player, and they drafted Clyde Edwards-Helaire. They're going to be fine. I think football's still going to be football. I agree. At the end of the day, you know, and I think that, you know, I, I don't think we've seen the last of the hold or the the opt outs. I think there'll be more. Uh, you know, I think the guys that the younger guys, I think it's going to make more sense for them to want to play. It's kind of the same way, you know, talking about like baseball. It's the, the youth movement of the NFL, the way the game's played now. Uh, I think that a lot more teams are going to throw the ball this year just based on the grit and grind of run blocking and, and heavy tackles inside the trenches. Uh, I think you're going to see a wide-open game. I think it's going to be fine. I do. I like it. I, I hope so. Um, football has enough money. They do. That they can figure out everyday testing. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like they Well, and you know, we, we've said for forever that America's pastime is baseball. We live in a society now where football's king. This sports, this country sport is football, and there's, there's no ever, there's not ever any more evidence of that than the fact that, <laughs> that's where the money is. You know that, that the money is in football now, and it's it's all over, uh, from fantasy to daily fantasy to salaries to merchandising to stadiums to television rights. Football is king, and I think that you're absolutely right. I think that the testing is going to be figured out. Uh, I think it will be handled about like baseballs is. If you know three or four guys get get sick on one team, they're not going to. I think they're going to quarantine those guys, you know. And I think it's it's a daily testing thing for the NFL. That kind of money to where they can say, and and they'll probably do. That th- they will do enough due diligence. I think weeks leading up to games that that they're going to make it work. I agree. And I don't think that there's going to be one team like the Marlins that. You know, 19 guys got it. Because if that's the case, then the competitive drive kind of goes out of that game. Yeah. 53-man roster, you lose 19 guys, you're not winning. I don't not, care who nope. they are. Mm-mm. It does not matter. You, you cannot field a competitive team with, how many is that, 34 players and 19 scaps. You cannot yeah. do it in this league. It's just too competitive. Uh, but I, I think it's going to work, man. I, I do. I'm hopeful that it works. And more so than anything, man, and I know we'll move on to college here yeah. shortly, but – Man, the viewership for sports these next three or four months is going to be at, unlike anything we've ever seen. You're going to be able in two or three months to cut on a playoff basketball game, a playoff baseball game, a regular season college football game, and an NFL game, and potentially a golf major in 48-hour time span. Yep. That is a sports junkie, like myself, absolute dream. I hope I'm not busy. I really do. I know there's a lot of up-in-the-air stuff right now about college football. But I really think this is the year you just play the conference schedule and go on. But I think they made the right call today, I, yep, even. I yeah, think they did. Yeah, I think that's just the smart thing. Hey, guys, sorry. Um, well, there's enough money in this big NCAA piggy bank. We can figure out a way to make sure these small schools don't lose their – And we're SEC room. homers. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, if any if any conference it hurts, it's the SEC. It's the SEC. If you thought that it got easier for the SEC, you're crazy. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, State added Georgia today. Yeah. That's not something that, that State wanted. I hope I hope Ole Miss that's Tennessee. They did. Oh, that's great. I I, well, per fine ball. Right. I, I guess got, it's official. I, I got a lot of uh, natural rivalries with my Tennessee yeah. folks. Today. I'm excited about that. But I'm excited for them. Um, high school football. Yes. I'm even more excited for these guys. Right now, Mississippi Dude, is standing pat. They're planning on playing as scheduled. So, now, some school districts are not. Like Jackson Public Schools, Greenville, Greenville. They're not. And I have a theory about that, by the way. They lose money with football season already. 
I think this is a good way for them to make sure. This is a, a, a good way to have an easy excuse. I've had some cheap laughs at the expense of Jackson Public Schools' decision. Even though it's not official yet, they said what they meant. They're yeah. not going to play. Yeah. Uh, just MRA's fixing to be stacked. Herbert Davis is about to have D1s out his ass. Excuse my language. There are going to be five wide sets, and like they're going to have academy schools are not usually used to guarding this, like defending this. Their left tackle and their right tackle are going to be LSU commits, like Sadiq Charles. I mean. Oh man, I have been laughing so hard looking at some of the, and you know, you know, I think if you're an academy school. I don't think it's. I don't think this transfer stuff is going to be as easy as people think. No, because it's one thing to transfer into another public school district. It's a whole different other thing to try to get into academy school a month before the season, making bona fide well, moves. They're, well, they're going to make it easy on them because right now, here's here's what you got. And I've I've been in the private school. I, I, I my dad was a coach in there. I was yeah. in it for a long time. There are going to be boosters and board members at this oh, school yeah. whose kids are juniors and seniors. And they're going to want to make sure their children win state championships. So they're going to make sure these young men who come from JPS schools get in. Now, here's the problem. At MRA and Prep, Hartfield maybe, uh, maybe even JA, yeah, they're going to bring in bona fide D1-ish, D2 big-time players to play, and they're going to unquestionably be better than the kids that were already going to MRA and those other That's schools. Right. And they're going to play over them. And there's not going to be much you can say because that's just the way it's going to be. But you start looking at, like, Park Lane, uh, Indianola Academy. I'm just throwing – you know, yeah. it's a little far f- f- away. Uh, Canton Academy, Canton. Oh, yeah. um, Presbyterian Christian. Places like this, they're going to start – they're going to get guys who would be just good high school players, junior yes. college level guys. And they're going to go play in front of Jimmy who's been going to Park Lane mm-hmm. or Adams County Christian for 11 years, and Jimmy's daddy's going to be a board member. Mm-hmm. And like that's that. when it's going to get bad, when it's not a well, real – Let's, let's you make know, no that, mistake about this, too. There's about to be a l- little bit of – you can't see this, but quote, unquote, bona fide moves to Madison and Rankin County, too. Yeah, and that's not – If a, you think that Northwest Rankin, Germantown, and Madison Central aren't going to benefit from this, you're crazy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they are. They I are. mean, I legitimately think they are. Yeah. Uh, you know who else might benefit? Uh DeSoto County Schools. Uh, <laughs> Oxford. I, yeah. I, I, Lafayette. I'm just dude, saying. Dude, I know. I know. I, I mean, I remember when Hurricane Katrina hit, there was a bunch of really good football players that went from New Orleans to Memphis. Tupelo got like Olive Branch. five or six. Scott, Sa- Scott Samsel, I think he was the coach at Olive Branch then. He was Maybe it was Jamie Ooh. Mitchell. I don't know who no, was the no, coach. No, no, it was Scott. It was Scott. <laughs> yeah. There was – there were uh, there were front page articles about what of, was going on. At they had Olive a bunch Branch. of Thibodeaux and Boudreaux playing at Olive Branch, <laughs> and it worked for them. But oh, I, yeah. but but anyway, I brought up high school football. I was gonna say shout out to the MHSAA for kind of having a firm ground they're standing on, whether it be right or wrong. I, I applaud them for standing yeah. by their decisions at the time. But also, what it really excites me about is on Fridays in the fall, we make up two thirds of the tenacious three. Correct of the Miss ninety eight Friday night football. Scoreboard show. And if football is played on Fridays, my man, we will be hanging out in studio. We will be there. We will be there. And we'll be talking about it. Ooh, and you, so and you, know what's, you know what's kind of exciting for me to think about this year? People are not going to be going to these games as much. So you know where they're going to turn? To Mac. To the radio. To Brian. And Adam Gore. 
on the radio. And, man, we're going to be on top of our game this year. We are. We're going to have to get Dotson ready with them songs. Yes, sir. We're going to have to get on him. I mean, we're going to have to be on point with our food talk, our Fish oh, House yeah. Friday. We're going to have to wear masks at some of these Fish House. We better be ready for that. Yeah. It's going to be fun, though. I'm here for it. What do you – What do you? What, I'm just going to be honest with you. How do How do four guys like me, you, Dotson, and Gore social distance in that small studio? We don't. We call Bob Villa. <laughs> Knock out a wall. Knock out a wall. We call Bob Vila and Jimmy C. <laughs> We're going to do the show from Jimmy's now, the parking lot of Jimmy's. But I'm sure Raymond will have a good he'll, – oh. he'll have it buttoned up. We can, you know, logically speaking, we could put me or you where Dodson is. You go, you know, we, yeah. could, we put three in there and maybe, you know – like moves them around. Sure. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. But I'm really excited about Friday nights. Oh, I've been, man, me too. I've been stressing out wondering if we were going to do it or not, you know, like be able to. Because that just gave me a lot of purpose last year, being able to be on the radio and, you know, walk into those football so games. So much fun. It was so, so much exciting. fun. Yeah, I, Every single Friday night. And it will be even more so exciting now that we're in the middle of a pandemic. We'll have something to look forward to that most people, a lot of people don't get an opportunity to. And, you know, it's, and it's actually the best radio football show in the state. If not America. If not America, I mean, I, there's not one in Memphis is good. I don't know of any in like any places. So maybe, hell, man, you know what? We might be the best football show in the mid south. It's a worldwide brand. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped about it. But me too. Anyway, I, I'm ready to branch out to some new places this fall. Me too. I'm excited about it. I've like, been. I want to make a. I want to make a Corinth trip and do, uh, do Vacari. You yeah. know, and and I want to make a. You know, we got to find a way to get back to Marshall somehow. Well, we, I know how we get there. We take Highway 78 I mean, to Memphis and we get we off gotta at the— we got to find a game is what I'm saying. I think I—what did I do? I think I went by New Albany. Yeah. New Albany and somebody. During—after—I mean, I couldn't save it like a quarter because it was such a far drive, but there's something out there. Yeah, man, like Holly Springs. Just yeah. Play, just play a game. Hell, just we'll come. Play anybody. <laughs> play anybody we'll there. We are there this year. When's you guys hold a scrimmage, we'll be there. Y'all crying on the queen, we'll be there. <laughs> If fans can't, we will. And maybe if we could maybe try to get a little more south this year. Maybe try to do West a West Point game and do Anthony's. Yeah, I'm down with that. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm, but I'm no, we, we we need to make this happen. Ackerman? In. Okay, cool. In. Just throwing it out there. I have to get off I, the, 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 <laughs> Coach Fawcett, I gotta leave soccer at two. Sorry about that. <laughs> but anyway, um we we've been talking sports and we're also excited they're coming back. I mean, I mean I'm I am i am ecstatic. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. absolutely pumped that that's happening, but um, I haven't had trivia in a while. Yeah, I have not. I have not had trivia in a while, and I'm having a tough time getting out my trivia. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I know. I, I, have, I've, I have just questions and questions, and I um, I'm doing a trivia night actually uh, on a Friday for Tupelo River Coffee. They're Good having a date you. night, and Pete asked me. He's like, "Hey, man, will you just come in and like ask some questions and non-drinking? It's gonna be quiet, sure. you know. Just like just kind of give our folks there, uh, you know, a way to have fun to kind of interact." Yeah, I was like, "No, no I, I, I can do that. I can do that." And uh, it got me thinking. I got some trivia questions for you tonight. I'm here for you it. Ready for this? I've been so bad at your trivia on the podcast. All right, here we go. These five questions for you concerning the the. The, kind of what's going on in the world, you know, okay. whatever. Uh, not necessarily currently, but like you, you get what I'm talking about here. Sure. Uh, with Major League Baseball just having started back up uh, with a shortened schedule, what former franchise, which is now relocated, had the best record in baseball during the last shortened season in 1994? Former franchise, which is now relocated. relocated. Yeah, I mean, so I guess it's still a current franchise, but it's a different name. 
the only one I can remotely think of would be the Montreal Expo. And that is the correct answer. Moses I don't Salou. know that anybody else just lo- relocated since it, then. You know, they're the national. Moses Salou led them. They were, they were, they were, yeah. they were really good. Uh, yeah, they were. They had the best record in baseball that year. That was the year that uh, Larry Walker, a young Larry yeah, Walker. That was the year Griffey and them were battling. You know, they were for the home run. Oh thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, question number two on July seventh, nineteen fifty-eight. What music pioneer made his radio debut when WHBQ played his first recording for Sun Records? That's all right. Elvis Presley. Your boy. Uh, number three, what actor with uh, starring credits in the films Footloose, Tremors, and Apollo 13 uh, was born in July of 1958? That would be the third degree of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's right. The next part of the question the was rule. also famous for a game based on the six degrees of separation phenomenon. Uh, number four, <laughs> on July 7th, 1981, President Ronald Reagan, formerly the actor, uh, appointed what lady to become the first female member of the Supreme Court of the United States? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Sandra Day O'Connor. I always get them mixed up. Mm, not to be confused with Sinead O'Connor. Uh, and number five. Number five. This is going to be a tough one for you, I think. What are the two zodiac signs that occur dur- during July? I'm next month. Leo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Is it Taurus? I'm going I'm to give you a second guess. I'm going to let you think about it. All right. I used to know these because I'm a Virgo, and Virgo is August. Leo is before me, yes. which goes to August 23rd. Yeah. I think my mother's a Leo. We're Leo right now. We're in Leo right yeah. now. He's a lion. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Leo the lion? I think so, maybe. Oh, oh! I thought I thought you were talking about the other one that I can't get is a lion. No, no, Leo is a lion. Leo's the lion. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I ain't lying. Mm. Pisces. Mm. No idea. Cancer. Dang it! It's tough. It's tough. Bad yeah. tough. Bad tough. How dare you with I'm a sorry. horoscope? The, the <laughs> horoscope. You know my favorite thing about horoscopes. Uh, I guess when I. A lot of people believe them, but I, I you know, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, I was, I remember uh, the Chris Rock song when he said, uh, "You horoscope, <laughs> Libra, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> Cancer, you're gonna die. That was so good. Virgo, you're gonna die twice. Yeah, but no, that was was that off the no section the champagne room. Yes. Album? Okay. Mm, yes. Man, what a good song. Amazing. Good Speaking of music, it's sex waves in this thing. Uh, I was riding around, and um, since the since the pandemic, and we're going to wrap up. It's been a while. McKenna and I can enjoy ourselves. Um, since the pandemic started, I work you know twelve and a half, thirteen hour days, do a lot of driving on the road, traveling stuff. I have literally listened to more music than anybody on Spotify. Like, yeah, I, I don't doubt that. I, it, I mean, I bet sixteen hours a day I'm listening to music. And sure. I heard a song today at work, and it popped in my headphones. And it, it's one of those songs you have to sing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, there are certain songs you have to dance to. You know, oh, yeah. No matter what, but we talked about that. There are certain songs you have to sing, and especially like for white folks our age. Oh, yeah. But this was uh, from England, Dan, and John Ford Coley. It was the one that was like, uh, I'm not talking about moving in, and I don't want to tell Yeah. But there's a woman going around, and I do yeah, that was it. So it got me thinking. Yeah. It was, I was like, man, this is the most like 1979, 83 song of all time. Like in that that wheelhouse. That was damn near the 
<laughs> was it one that we we the with the sax that we couldn't Baker Street Baker Street <laughs> that one just that one didn't make me sing you can you can hum that whole song and nobody knows if you know the lyrics or not <laughs> I feel like I'm driving an old Thunderbird with a cocaine habit and a leather jacket in 1980 and I got the t tops off and the light the street lights are just going by as I'm driving in past when I hear that song. Albuquerque yes definitely Albuquerque hundred <laughs> percent maybe Flagstaff but definitely Albuquerque who knows. But uh, but anyway, it got me thinking. There are certain songs. Well, first of all, when I hear a song, I no, it does not matter what song it is. Sure, you, you can give me any song that I've heard before, and I will immediately think of a person, a place, a thing, or an event or an experience. And for what it's worth, for the record, for those of you listening, Brian can usually identify what song that is within six seconds. Yeah, name that playing. tune. Name that tune. I would be. I would kill. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But it got me, it got me thinking. Like, well, I do this all the time with everything. So, like for instance, when I hear. Something Happened on the Way to Heaven by Phil Collins, I think of Josh West. When he was in Renaissance at Delta State, sure. they performed that at the fall concert. Um, when I hear um, Roadhouse Blues by The Doors, I think of my late cousin Charlie, because he, he, he used to play that song all the time. Yeah. Uh, when I hear Now That We Found Love by Heavy D and the Boys, I think of my cousin Greg, because he was he made me a mixtape in like 1989 with I that song I think the movie Hitch. Yeah. The end wedding yeah. scene with yeah. the whole thing. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, everything, like when I hear "I Want to Be Rich," by it's Khaled. a mnemonic for you. Yep. When I hear this, when I hear the song "I Want to Be Rich" from like 1988 or 89, I think of my brother John because that was the first song he ever ran around the house going, "Yeah, I wanna be rich." Da, 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 da. I mean, like, all the time. So anyway, it got me thinking. You hear songs sometimes, and when you hear a song, you go, "I think of this year I was in school, or whatever." You know Love what I mean? It. Yeah. But my, my question is, I'm going to give you a decade, and I want to tell, I want you to tell me the first song that comes to your head. And why? No. Oh, just, just, okay. Yeah, like, okay. so like, I mean, yeah, and then and then I'm going to do it as well after you. So, okay. So like, well, I'm going to give you a decade, and you're going to give me a song, and then I'm going to give you my song for my okay. decade. Okay, fair. So, and we might even be kind of wrong, because sometimes like the 88, yeah, 89, 90s, yeah. but like, anyway, so. Borderline. All right, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and give you, give me your song from the 1980s. You think of that 1980s one song, boom, what is it? Hall of Notes, You Make My Dream Come True. Great one. See, I think of Invisible Touch, Genesis. Oh. Yep. <laughs> killer song, man. All right. I, the Hollow Notes, You Make My Dreams Come True, is the happiest song ever produced. I'll do. What I want. What I want. You, the, the, Jimmy Butler's got a commercial singing it. Now. I mean, yes. my God. If Jimmy yeah. Butler could, I mean, come on now. I saw a funny, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia the other day where Charlie Day thought that it was one person named Holland Oates. <laughs> my cousin <laughs> yeah. of the Oates. I drove, I drove through uh, Missouri or Arkansas the other day and I drove yeah. through Cooter, Holland, Missouri. It was. We got family. Yeah, you do. All right, here we go. Next decade, 1990s. What's your song? Garth Brooks, The Dance. No diggity, Black Street. Mm. (laughs) Play on, play a. Shorty, get down. (laughs) Giving them orgasms. I love the different ends of the spectrum of these songs. This is so good. All right, here we go. Um, Man, I'm going to have a tough time with this one. 2000s, what you got? Nelly Hotton here. (laughs) Was that from the 2000s? I was a senior in high school. Really? I just remember it when you, I mean, I just assumed you were going to go to 2000s after yeah. 90s, and so I was just kind of thinking in my head, what was in the 2000s? And I remember Toga Dance of my senior year, walked in the door, probably doing stuff I shouldn't have been, in my Toga, and the first thing me and my buddies hear was, hot in, <laughs> so hot in here. And I was like, hey. Oh. <laughs> I would like, with a little bit of, <laughs> with a little bit of, <laughs> I was like, 
Man, I was just I didn't hear from Nelly. Man, I was just at the Hunt Club right in my brain right then, drinking ten dollar <laughs> bottomless cup. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Justin Timberlake, "Sexy Back." Good song. Yeah, that would be. That's one when I think of that time. I'm like, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's a song that like people that are younger than us really don't know when it came out, but they just know that it's kind of new, kind of not new. Right. And they're like, oh yeah, it's a good one. Right, so what was your song from the twenty? The teens, not till now. Because, you know, oh, we're dude. Oh, 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 oh. 20 teens. Revivalist. Wish I knew you. Good one. You. We, we may have seen like one of the first four or five times that they'd ever produced that yes. song live. Yes. It was early. At the yeah. lyric that night. We drove home. I'd and you could say we were kind of like a deer in the headlights yeah. in that situation. Yeah, we That's were young. It's still one of the scariest stuff I've ever been. Oh, man, that was terrifying. That deer didn't even move, didn't man. Move. It was just like, Brian, is he going to move? I don't know. I mean, he's just kind of standing there. Oh, my God, we're getting closer. Oh, yep. my God. My song from that time, Get Lucky, Daft Punk. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Bucket list, by the way. I, before I die, I want to see Daft Punk in concert. They're one of the last ones. Sure. Not concert, a show. Absolutely. I guess they do a show, you know. All right. Well, okay. Man, that could that could drag on for a while. In that category, that's great. So, all right. Which right now, what is one song you're you're listening to? What's something? Oh man. Oh, okay. You may make fun of this. You make my dreams come true. I know I do. Uh, (laughs) Alesso featuring. I can't think of the other uh, Liam Payne. Liam. Mm -hmm. I just want to stay here, fall into midnight. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's good. It's catchy. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'll tell you what. And then Alinium, Good Things Fall Apart. Those okay. two songs right now, I don't know what's stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, I would say something I'm listening to right now, uh, the new Avett Brothers, they have a new song. Uh, it's called Victory. It's from the new album called The Gleam 3. So I think it's going to be a throwback to their original, more bluegrassy stuff than their political stuff that was really exciting. And uh, <clears throat> what is something else I've been listening to? Man, Doja Cat, say so. Brian, I, that when song, I tell you my uh, Filipino nurses are obsessed with that song, is, I'm going to tell you why they are. so good. There is a video floating out there somewhere, and it's of these like little school-aged Filipino girls, mm-hmm. and they're like, that, that, it, right now, the Doja Cat Say So <laughs> is the song where it's like, it's the TikTok song. Yeah, it is. Everybody yeah. makes a dance yep. to mm-hmm. it. And there's these two little Filipino girls, and they're in their, you know, school regalia, they, you know, what they their required uniform, and this little boy comes and interrupts their video, and this girl gets so mad, she starts grabbing him by the hair and banging it on yeah. the desk because he ruined their TikTok. But no, that they're that that it's it's a catchy song, man. So good. She's like better Nicki Minaj yeah. Cardi B to me. It's you catchy. know what I mean? Yeah, catchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just <laughs> That's what those other two sound like. I don't even know what you just said. You just you just reminded me of the South Park episode where everything that they heard sounded like <laughs> like farts and stuff. I want to watch Bigger, Longer, Uncut. It's been too long. It has been. I had that on VHS somewhere up there. That's such a funny it movie. Is. It is. What would Brian Boitano do? What would Brian Boitano do? He was here right now. Oh, man. Well, man, I tell you, it's, I feel like uh, 
I feel like we've come to the end of the line here. We've yeah. been, we've been, uh, we, we've been, we've been, man, we went way over t- our normal time. We used to go about an hour. Wait, what are we at? Like an hour twenty-five. No, man, yeah. That's a T- good sign. Time flies when you're having fun. That's exactly right. I've been. I want to say this. I want to give a shout out before I let McKinley wrap it up. Uh, all of all the podcasts we've done, we've done over like fifty episodes. I get a lot of f- really good feedback from folks, and I'm not See, just. I, I, I joke around and be like the millions of folks in China oh, that listen, yeah. but like we have a really strong contingent of listeners, and they they listen, and it's it's in you know like I said, it's in the, in the thousands. We've had well over I think twenty twenty five thousand downloads. We have sure. we have hundreds of subscribers, right? Uh, and and people always really com- comment and compliment uh, what we do, and I want to tell those folks I appreciate it. And we even do. the ones who give us some constructive criticism, I want to tell them they can suck it. I don't care what they think. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we appreciate you too. Yeah. No, I really appreciate what you do. And uh, a few folks uh, always comment back, and they know who they are, and they always tell me how much they enjoy it, and they interact with us on Twitter. And I want to tell them I appreciate them uh, them reaching out and. Uh, we got some things coming up after all this pandemic kind of files away, and yeah. we, where we'll have guests again, sure, uh, and we'll be able to take some field trips and go do some fun things. And we'll get our uh, uh, football preview show back. We will. We'll have on the, uh, Thursday nights. It's 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 going to be coming back soon. So be looking out for that. And uh, you know, uh, just thanks to everybody for listening. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, I want to give a shout out uh, to all. Like I said, you know, we talked about it earlier. Uh, July has been a long month for everybody. McKinley and myself, friends, family. Uh, this is the one that didn't feel like it would end because this yeah. is always our most fun month. Uh, but we made it. But we made it, y'all. We did. We're, we're getting into the fall, and you know, with with uh, with cooler days come better things. I think time heals. Yep, it does, and uh, I think we're all going to be okay. And uh, just keep 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 your social distancing, wear your mask, and wash your hands, and uh, be around those that you're always around. Try to stay away from strangers. You know, don't go to big crowd things, and uh, <clears throat> just. Be smart. That's just all I want to sure. say. Be smart, be compassionate, and be empathetic. And, uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to my friends. They were all really there for me in July. And, um, like I said, life got really good Monday. Uh, it just it just, it just kind of, yeah, it just changed. And, you deserve uh, it. I appreciate it. I do deserve it. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited about what's going on. And uh, I'm looking forward to August, September, October. My birthday's in October. Be another year. No, it's in August. It is in August. Remember, I'm a Virgo. That's right. Maybe that's right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm a Libra, but uh, but Mac, uh, do do the honors. Uh, sign us off and uh, let everybody know where they can find us. Yeah. And uh, give them a give them a quick word of inspiration, real quick. Uh, well, uh, I need to make my own personal shout out yep. first. Uh, to Wendy's breakfast. I've been hearing about this. Heard the croissants off the chain. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to make this a long segment, but I'm just telling you now. If you're sleeping still. The wedges alone are the best breakfast potato in fast food. Uh, I have no problem saying that. They're always fresh. They're crispy. Uh, and the sandwiches are not far behind them. It is It is a new – it's new and it's here to stay. Wendy's breakfast uh, has caused me to get off of my diet. And it, that that's saying something because I was on a roll. So just, just throwing that out there. Thanks to you for all that. Thanks, Dave and family, for doing breakfast. Uh, but uh, words of inspiration, folks. Uh Keep pushing. In the words of uh, preachers all over, missionaries on Baptist churches in the South, you got to get through something. Get you got to get through something to get to something. That's right. And I believe that, uh, folks. Uh, always hang con- in there. Always contribute to the building fund. Yeah. Make sure you do that. Uh, hang in there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I witnessed it a, several times, and it was very, very inspirational. Uh, baseball team I coached, we had three or four comeback victories this year, and in a season that didn't matter, that meant everything. And it just goes to show you that 
you know, whether it be in sports, life, job, whatever, there's people out there you can lean on. Uh, but you just got to dig in there and fight a little bit. You got to dig in there and just be yourself. You got to dig in there and you got to just be the change you want to see. You know, I mean, I we like talked that. about we talked about uh, the the umpire and the fun. I'm not doing that for any kind of fame. I don't want to. I don't. I don't need the fame. I just want that guy to have something good. Done I want him to have the fame because he did something good. Be that guy. Be that guy. Be the change that that guy made in such a small little community in Minnesota. Do that here in Tupelo. Do that in Northeast Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, wherever. Uh, quit arguing with people. Thank you're you. You're not being productive. Uh, you're you're only scratching the itch, and that's not a good thing. We we eventually we can't go on forever politically, religiously, with the virus, without the virus being polarized against each other. There was uh, this country is not the greatest country in the world anymore, but it still can be, and I firmly believe that. And we didn't, and we weren't the greatest country in the world earlier by accident. No, we got there for a reason. We did it a certain way. That's and and that's that's what we need more of. We need more kindness from neighbor to neighbor, uh, workplace to workplace, uh, interactions. Be kind to people. Be nice. It goes a long way, and you don't realize it at the time. Uh, if you're not an educated person, the best thing you can absolutely do is be kind and nice. You don't have much leg to stand on if you're uneducated. So if you can be nice, it, it will take you a lot farther than you think. Like Mr. Ken Booth in Minnesota. He's probably not an educated man. I'm just taking a guess. I'm not being a jerk, but look where it's about to get him. He has no idea that a check's coming his way. I'm not saying a check's coming your way, but maybe a blessing. I was about to say this is not My a religious man. podcast, but Lord tends to give everybody his grace all the time. He takes care of babies and fools. I've always heard that. 100%. And we're way too old to be babies. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. But uh, thank you for saying that, all that stuff. Like, I, y'all, you I, always put me on the spot, and I'm just sitting well, here thinking, oh, God, what well, am I going You know, say? I'm going to be honest. Like, People, it's a real treat to be able to do this podcast and be McKinley's friend because he has such a rational way of speaking of things. And and then you and and I can say this, and this you I mean this. You are you are your the son of your parents, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> but 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 what I mean by that is you you have you absolutely you absolutely know how to speak. Okay, that, that, that that's easy. But I like your ability to be able to speak. And then what comes from your head and your heart, you know. I mean, it's one thing to be able to That's speak. That's important. To me. Yeah, it's one thing to be able to, to to go up there and just give filibuster rhetoric, you know, well, rhetorical if stuff. You, if you if you speak honestly and you speak from your heart, people get it. Yeah, but like right then, like, like I, I'm terrible at talking to my teams before and after games, but I get I try to get my point across and let them know that I care, you yeah. know. And I think that in the long run means more to somebody than the rah rah guy who's just spitting out crap. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I I have gotten to where I've gotten hyped up and excited over the guy that spits out rah rah crap. Right. I love that stuff. Yeah, I'm just not good at it. Well, you know, friend, like right right then when you were get, talking right then, like you could have cut the mic off and put it down, and I could have put mine down, and I would have thought you were just talking to me. I mean, I mean, you, if that uh, makes yeah, I see what, you know I what I mean. Like, saying, I mean, like yeah. yeah, I mean, like it was just like you were just saying, hey Brian, you know, like you could have inserted we and you, you could have removed those and put me. Yeah, and yeah, you, well, and, and it'd been like we're just having a conversation. I appreciate that. I I. I I appreciate you letting me come to your home every, once every few weeks and do always this. Always a pleasure. And, and you are, you've always been so hospitable, and I appreciate what you do uh, for the people that you come in contact with. You're a real good backbone and a provider for your friends group, your family, and uh, the people that you work with in all aspects, whether it be the kids you coach in, at Tupelo and, and Tupelo High, 49ers and Tupelo High. So I uh, appreciate all you do as well, and you don't get the you don't get the shout-outs that you deserve all the time. So I appreciate it as well. So sign us off. Well, folks, thank you, as always, for listening. 
Uh, we'll be back sometime in August. Hopefully not in July. My God, I don't think we can be back in July. <laughs> can't be back no more July. I'm through with July. Uh, but uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter at The Happening Pod and on Instagram at Happening Pod. Yeah. Uh, you can find Brian at BB... BD Baldwin. BD Baldwin. Is it underscore 24? Just 24. Just 24. BD Baldwin 24. Yeah. I don't know why I almost... I might change it. I throw a weird underscore it's in yours lot. every time. I've been doing no it for a long time. I might just go to... I, I bet Brian Baldwin's taken. It is. It's probably by my alter ego. Somebody it's probably one of the Baldwin's cousins. Me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, And you can find me at McKinley Holland on Twitter. And, uh, folks, we are linked through uh, Apple Music. Or is it Apple Music? Yeah. Apple, Apple Music. Apple Music. Spotify. Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher and Fireside. Yeah. So there's several different ways to find us. Again, we always... And Always if, thank you for listening. And if you can't figure out those, you just send me an email, and I just send you. <laughs> we just I just, send you, I just send you the link, link man. We we'll just let you come here. The copy Brian gets off his <laughs> yeah, little for sure. recorder thing. Yeah. But uh, thank you again, as always, for listening, folks. We can't. We're excited for fall. We're excited for a new era, a uh, new age, and new ways to do things. And we're going to embrace it fully. Uh, folks, wash your hands. Be kind to people. Wear a mask if they ask you to. And you always stay classy as usual.